On this week's program, I'm talking about how you can have an unshakable peace in the end times. Even as the world around us shakes, there are uncertain times ahead. Jesus has promised every single believer unshakable peace in the end times. I'm going to tell you how you can have that. Also, I'm talking about rumors of wars around the world. We see right now three theaters that are about to break out in war. One is Israel. Iran this week, once again, is threatening to annihilate Israel. Even as they go back to the peace table, it's unbelievable. Russia is on the border of the Ukraine. China is threatening Taiwan. Rumors of wars, a major end time sign. I'll be talking about that. And also I'm answering your questions. I'm Jimmy Evans. Welcome to the Tipping Point Show. Well, thank you for joining me today. I want to begin by talking about this unshakable peace in the end times. That's what everybody's looking for. I want to say, first of all, subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, be sure and subscribe to this channel so that you get this regularly, my content. It also encourages other people to do the same thing. Also, is this Christmas season is upon us, give endtimes.com to a friend or a family member, $7 a month, $77 a year. You can be a huge encouragement to a friend or family member, and that's the purpose of this website, is the purpose of this program, and that is to give you encouragement and information, education, concerning the times that we live in. And this is one of the most common comments that we get from people, and that is how encouraging it is when you see the Tipping Point Show, when you get all the posts that we do all week long, it's just an encouragement that in spite of what's happening in the world today, it is Bible prophecy, and it all means one thing. Jesus is coming very, very soon, and that is wonderful news. So give a gift subscription. There's a link right there if you're on endtimes.com. You can just see the link there. If you're not on endtimes.com, go there, endtimes.com, and you'll see a tab there that says give the gift of endtimes.com. So Christmas season is upon us. What a wonderful gift to give somebody. Let me talk about God's peace. And that is, these are very, very difficult times. We have this new COVID strain that has just been discovered and the the rumors of wars that I'm going to be talking about, the economy, the American economy, the world economy, uh, very, very, very connected together and interdependent. And we see the economies of the world shaking, the American economy. People are wondering what's about to happen. And so there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of shaking just in every single area. We see a lot of shaking and uncertainty. Here's what Jesus said concerning the times of the end and how it relates to people and their emotional disposition. This is Luke 21. There will be signs in the sun and the moon and in the stars and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, Jesus is saying that we're going to see the the nations in perplexity. There's going to be problems all over the world and perplexity means there are no answers. The sea and the waves roaring And in the Bible, the sea and the wave speaks of nations. It speaks of the peoples of the world, the unsettledness of the world. And it says, men's hearts are failing them from fear 
and the expectation of the things that are about to happen. See, the problem, the problem with anxiety isn't what's just going around on around you. It's what you think is about to happen. And we see impending doom. And let me just say now, there is impending doom coming. The end is about to happen. And if you've read the book of Revelation, you see the tribulation is absolutely hell on earth. But we will not be here for that. If you're a believer, the great news is the things that are about to happen to other people in the world are not going to happen to us if we're believers. And we want to preach the gospel as aggressively as we can until Jesus comes to take as many people to heaven with us. But we need to understand the things that are happening in the world are robbing people's peace. But the things that break my heart is, is robbing believers' peace. Many believers are living in tremendous anxiety in this time, in these times. But I just want to say to you that peace is the promise of Jesus. First of all, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of peace. Romans 14, 17 says the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Romans 15. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Galatians 5.22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. The Holy Spirit gives us peace. In Isaiah 9.6, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. In Hebrews 6.20, it says, Having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. That's talking about Jesus. The word Melchizedek means King of Peace. So Jesus rules and ministers by peace. Satan, as much as you know the presence of the devil by fear, you know the presence of God by peace. And Satan wants to steal our peace because Jesus ministers in an atmosphere of peace. Everything that Jesus does, he does in an atmosphere of peace. And so if you have peace, the devil wants to take it from you. If you don't have it, he wants to keep you from having it. But what we have to understand about peace is it's the promise of Jesus to every single believer. If you want peace, you can have peace. In fact, it's an end times promise. This is John chapter 14. Jesus, this is verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said I'm going to the Father for my Father is greater than I. So Jesus is talking about peace in the context of, He said, I'm going away and I'm going to come back. But my peace, I give you my peace, I leave with you. And see, the difference between the peace of Jesus and the peace of the world is Jesus' peace is trans-circumstantial. It's internal. It's easy to get and it's hard to lose. The way that you get it is simply by asking God for it, simply by receiving it in faith, saying, Holy Spirit, give me the peace of Jesus. Give me the peace that passes understanding. The world's peace is very fragile, elusive, and circumstantial. It's hard to get and easy to lose. And peace is what everyone's looking for. They're looking for it in a bottle. They're looking for it in materialism. They're looking for it in money. They're looking for it in some type of pleasure that they can get. And this is why people are so addicted and driven and, and can't find true peace is they're looking in the wrong place. And so let me talk for just a minute about the importance of walking in the peace of God as a believer. So why is peace so important? Well, first of all, it's how God guides us. 
Did you know that one of the primary ways that God guides us in our lives is through His peace? This is Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you also were called in one body and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The word rule there is the Greek word brabua. It means to umpire and to decide. In other words, when you're making decisions in life, sometimes a decision is between right or wrong. Well, that's easy. Do the right thing. But many times decisions are between right and right. It's not right and wrong. It's what kid, what school do we send our kids to? You know, what car do I buy? What house do we buy? What city do we move to? What do I major in in college? It's not a matter of right and wrong. It's a matter of right and right. And did you know that peace, the peace of God is so powerful that it's tangible? In the Old Testament, the priest had Urim and Tumim under the breastplate. The, the high priest had Urim and Tumim. And Urim means light, and Tumim means perfection, light and perfection. And so they would ask the, the Lord questions. They would consult the Urim and the Tumim, and the priest could feel if God were saying yes to a question, he could feel the Urim heat up and the Tumim stand up over his heart. And he knew God is saying yes. If God were not saying yes, he didn't feel anything. Did you know that that's exactly how God leads us in our lives? Uh, that you're praying about something and you're saying, Lord, if, if you want me to do this, give me a piece about it. If you don't want me to do this, don't give me a piece about it. In other words, it's not a matter of right and wrong. It's a matter of right and right. What job do I take? Where do I go? What investment do I make? What do we do with our kids? And you're making decisions. Karen and I have made thousands of decisions in our lives based on peace. Just simply peace. And both of us have peace. It's not one of us that has peace. If God is saying yes, both of us are going to have peace. We have never made a wrong decision following the peace of God. And it's profound. And so sometimes everything looks right. You just can't get a peace. Sometimes everything doesn't look so right, but you feel a peace about it. And so I'm saying to you, when Satan knocks out, when Satan robs you of your peace, he has knocked out a critical instrument on your navigation panel. Think of a car, think of an airplane, and think of navigating, and all of a sudden, one of your major, major uh, means of navigation has been knocked out. That's what happens when you lose the peace of God. You have to pursue the peace of God and pray for the peace of God to lead you and guide you in your life. Here's another thing about the peace of God. It protects our minds and hearts against Satan's attacks of fear and anxiety. This is Philippians 4. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It says, if you pray rather than worry, because worry is not, anxiety is not a condition, it's a choice. If you decide to pray and not to worry, what God is going to do is He's going to give you His peace to guard your thinking and your emotions. The word guard there is the word frureo in the Greek. It means a military guard. It means a military guard to protect against a hostile invasion. And so whenever you're worried and you're anxious, you have to pray. You have to take that issue that you're worried about and you have to begin to pray about that. And you say, well, how long do I pray? Until you get peace. The saints of old called it praying through. I'm going to pray through. What does that mean? I'm praying 
until God gives me his peace. Because when I get God's peace, that means I've prayed enough. And so we have to understand in the times that we're living in, worry and anxiety are absolute enemies of every person. They're epidemics. People are taking drugs. People, In fact, the number one reason for doctor's office visits and for prescribed medication in America today is anxiety and stress. And so whenever this comes in our lives, we have the same problems as other people, but we have a different solution. We have a solution in Jesus Christ, and we have a solution in the peace that passes all understanding. Okay, In the natural, you shouldn't have this much peace, but you do because it's the peace of God. That's why it's called the peace that passes understanding. And the third reason that it's so important that we walk in peace is it's the purpose of the ministry and influence that God has given us. This is Matthew 5, 9. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Jesus' greeting in Luke 24, 36 to the disciples was peace. The disciples, the, the apostle Paul and other uh, disciples, uh, apostles, they're also, whenever they were greeting someone, they would say peace. Listen to the scripture in Mark 4. On the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him, and great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling, but he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and sea obey him? So here's the interesting thing. Jesus could calm the sea, but they couldn't. Do you know why Jesus could calm the sea and they couldn't? Is because you can only give away what you have. The disciples were, were full of fear and anxiety, and the sea looked like their hearts. The sea mat the outside matched their insides. Why could Jesus calm the sea? Because his inside was at total peace. And he spoke the peace that was in him to what the circumstances outside of him. Let me tell you this. Your environment will always take on your inner nature. If, you're, if you don't have peace, your marriage won't have peace. Your children won't have peace. Your finances won't have peace. Your relationships won't have peace. When you are troubled on the inside, everything on the outside is going to be troubled also. So my encouragement to you is this. God wants to give you his peace. And you cannot afford to live in these end times without the unshakable peace of Jesus. Now, let me tell you the four foundations of peace. You say, well, Jimmy, how, how do I get this peace? Okay, well, first of all, it's a gift of grace, but here's what the Bible says. The first is submission to the Lordship of Christ. You say, well, how do I get this peace? By submitting to Jesus. This is Isaiah 9. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of His government and of peace, there will be no end. The government of Jesus and His peace always go, always go together. And so in my life, I had no peace. I was an unbeliever. But then I became a believer, and I still lacked peace in my life. I had more than I had before I was an unbeliever. But I lacked peace. Why? Because my marriage wasn't submitted. My finances wasn't submitted. My mouth wasn't submitted. My relationships weren't submitted. There are so many areas of my life that weren't submitted. And here's what it says. Of the increase of his government and of peace, 
there will be no end. And here's my question. Are you submitted to Jesus? Is all of your life submitted to Jesus? Because here's what I'm saying. The more of your life that you will truly submit to Jesus and say, Jesus, you are the Lord of this area. I'm not going to make my own decisions. I'm going to follow you and you through your word and through your peace. You are going to lead me in all of my decisions. I promise you, the more you make Jesus Lord of your life, the more peace you will have. Here's the second key foundation to peace, and that's faith-filled prayer. This is the scripture we've already read, Philippians 4. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now here's what I say. Wake up in the morning and just take out a piece of paper. What are you worried about? That's your prayer list. Don't get religious about it. What are you worried about? What is it that's, that's, that's attacking you mentally and emotionally? You say, well, I'm, I'm worried about the future. I'm worried about the unknown. Great. God holds the future in his hand and nothing is unknown with God. And Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll lead you into all truth and he'll tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit can tell you the future, the important things in your future that you need to know. So worrying does not no good whatsoever. But when you're a diligent, faith-filled prayer warrior and you pray, you decide, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to wear myself worrying about this. I'm going to trust in God. You're going to have peace. and It's going to protect your mind and heart. Here's the third way that you get peace, and that is a Godward mindset, keeping your mind on God. Isaiah 26.3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I was thinking the other day about a person that I don't like. A person that just troubles me. I mean, this this person in my life, I mean, for many, many years, this, this person has been a difficult person. And I was thinking about that person the other day, and I immediately became troubled in my heart. And I immediately made my mind up. I'm not going to sit around thinking about this person, because every time I do it, it just upsets me. I'm going to focus on God and I'm going to trust God with this situation immediately. In fact, I could wake up at night thinking about people or thinking about circumstances and I'm troubled. I can't sleep and I turn my mind toward the Lord in peace. It's just, where is your mind? Okay, Romans 8. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so wherever you put your mind, it's going to give you life and peace, or it's going to give you death. Luke 21, by the way, Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen in times, look up and lift up your head. Your redemption draws near. Your perspective in the end times means everything. Look up. Keep your eyes on God. Be sure that you're focused on God and not the difficult things in this world or the future things that you can't control. And here's number four way that you get peace, the foundation of peace, and it's a daily dependence upon the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. Holy Spirit, fill me with your peace. I need your peace today. When I wake up, Karen and I went walking this morning and we prayed together. And one of the prayers that we prayed is, Holy Spirit, fill us up with power, with love, with a sound mind, with love and joy and peace. We need you emotionally Holy Spirit, to give us emotional power to live this day. And I'm going to say to you again, 
in closing this teaching, we're about to go to our in the news and question and answer segment. I'm saying to you, you can live in peace in this Christmas season. Don't let your heart be troubled by your family situation, by financial situations, by things that are going on in your life. Turn your heart toward God. Trust him with those things in your life that are outside of your control. Keep your perspective on him. Submit your life to him. And I'm telling you right now, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you up. And I'm saying to you, God will give you his unshakable peace every single day. We're going to go right now to the subscriber portion of the program. If you're not a subscriber to endtimes.com, it is $7 a month, $77 a year. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, you need to go to endtimes.com and just subscribe there. That way you can watch the entire program. And we have posts and uh, articles that come out all week long that you can read that will encourage you. Tremendous amount of information regarding the end times. $7 a month, $77 a year. This is Christmas season. You can give a gift. Uh, You can get one for yourself and give a gift to someone else. I really believe that it would encourage you. Uh, If you're a subscriber to endtimes.com and you're watching this on YouTube, you need to go to endtimes.com to watch the entire portion, the subscriber portion. So stay tuned if you're a subscriber. I'll be right back. 